You're listening to the Rebel Scum Podcast. You are always scum. Rebel Scum. From odds making to list rankings, we've got you covered. And don't forget to join us on Patreon for early access and exclusive content. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. And we are, we're in a new era. Uh, this is something you might not know or you might have read about it uh because it's occurring in high republic uh mostly god i'm reading it what's it called light of the force uh light of the jedi light of the jedi you you fake fan i i was reading it on my kindle right here um i noticed it but then i saw an article talking about it uh in the era of the high republic uh jedis would throw away their their lightsabers constantly like there's a a mention of one jedi whose lightsaber is like really banged up and that's considered weird because it's like well why don't you fix it or get a new lightsaber so that's interesting i mean that can all go away this is like 200 years of jedi lore but like now all of a sudden lightsabers aren't as important or at least kyber crystals don't seem i mean i'm sure there's a million people they're like no you're wrong brock but have you heard about this at all i read it like i have not read the uh high republic as i said last last podcast uh, but i did see an article with a heading that referred to that i didn't look into it though because i haven't read it but uh uh, so that being said, I have something to ask you. How do you, how do you, Brock, feel about that? I mean, I think it might. Maybe I'm reading into it a little too wrong, and it's just saying, oh, the casing and stuff. You can change that. Like, you know, you can upgrade your car, or whatever you want, and still the same car. Because <laughs> uh, it's, it's like, it's a slow Star Wars news. Newsweek, I guess, because it's like it's a very minor part, and that's it. It's just sort of mm-hmm. one Jedi looking. I think it's a Padawan looking at. I think it's. Yeah, I think it's a male Padawan looking at a female Jedi, like the Jedi Knight Master, whatever. Um, and then that's it, and they go on. Like it's happening. It's just giving you a little insight on that character uh so it's like whatever <laughs> but i was like oh someone else noticed it so i was like it was rewarding for me i was like oh that's interesting and I, then i kept reading <laughs> but then they're like oh someone else ever pick, picked on that so yeah cool, cool whatever i'm uh spoilers i really like this book even though i don't know the title <laughs> light of the jedi really really good <laughs> Uh, they should turn this into a cartoon show. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I've heard uh, Andrew Fantasia really liked it. I've heard a few people say that they like it. I, I, I'm getting more and more feeling like I want to read. Do you know what I love about the the High Republic? I, I, I just was thinking about it the other day, and so well, first of all, my thoughts on it are: I've never been the whole like lightsabers are so important. Ugh. Yeah. I'm okay with throwing that out the window because first of all, Anakin has 7,000 lightsabers. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he just has a million of lightsabers and they're like, well, let's make them important. Okay. Like it just wouldn't, I, that's not something I care about. The one thing that, I, that, so there's, there is something that's turning me off of the high Republic. I don't know if I'll talk about that or not, but there's something that the one thing that I love what they're doing with the high Republic is they've set this 400 years before the Phantom Menace. And be, and the thing that's to me that's great about that 
is they're not tied down to anything. They can do whatever they want. And, you know, and like, and some terrible fan isn't going to sit there and be like, well, no, because, because in that one episode of Droid C-3PO, that doesn't matter anymore. They could do whatever they want. And so I really appreciate that because I thought what was really, really hindering the other novels, and then some of them were great, obviously, that they had was it was like, well, how is this going to tie into The Force Awakens? And how is this going to tie into, it's like, frick, I don't, we shouldn't. When we're reading a book, we shouldn't be worried about all the continuity BS. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like have the freedom to tell the story. And that's something that I really appreciate with the High Republic is they were all in this room. So whatever they have, they have. And that's that. And they're not tied down and beholden to any garbage. And no fan can come out and complain about any of it. You can complain the lightsabers or whatever. But I still, like I said, I don't think that's an argument. Because Anakin went through 700,000 yeah, lightsabers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just an attack of the clones. So I like that's how I feel with the High Republic. I, like I said, I haven't been dying to read it, not necessarily because I don't like the authors, because I think they're all talented. It, I just I've read so much Star Wars, but because of what you guys are saying about it, maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna go into that. But I I, I love and I appreciate the fact that they get to do whatever they want without worrying about tying into anything. Absolutely, and the best part is like. Yoda gets mentioned in it, but he's not even a really a character in this story. As if they're like, ha, ha. Joss will just touch you and stuff. He's like, we told you Yoda was there, but he's barely in it. He's barely in it. Which again is great because he, Yoda should be there, but he doesn't need to be the lead of your story, even though in that time frame. So I, I, I love it. Yeah, that's great. Really, what we should do is get a joint like book account, virtual books, because it's like, come on. You don't need to buy every physical copy. You don't need to be Andrew. Um, and then just share the sign-in so we can, like, but, I read this one. I buy this one. You buy that one. I buy this or something like that. Like You have a Kindle? Yeah, well, I have a tablet with a Kindle. Oh, you bought the – okay, yeah, because I have the Kabo, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I've, t- I've said frequently on it that I love reading on that thing. That is how I like oh, yeah. it. I'm reading a physical book right now, and I swear every time I turn a page. Because if it's on the, le- the left page, I'm just like, my nose is blocking the light at night. I'm just, yeah. um, if you want, though, I will purchase a Kindle, and we can get a joint Rebel Scum account. You're not understanding. So Kindle is owned by Amazon. Amazon. So you get the app. For no, no. They also have a Kobo. No, they have a Kobo app as well. I don't like reading on. It hurts my eyes, Brock, on those things. So you have to have an actual device. Well, I don't have to, but I prefer. Yes, my eyes thank me when I do. That's why I like the Kobo, because if you ever read on them, they're very flat. You can get a Kobo. Right. I feel like we're talking about the same thing. Yes, I'm I, reading it on the tablet. Yeah, right? it's the same account. You can use it the same yeah, with, you can use yeah. them on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying I would get myself a Kindle, and we can get a Rebel Scale account. That's how the screen works? Because I'm a spoiled brat, Breck. <laughs> 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 no, the, if you ever look at the the ebooks are a dying thing apparently, but they e, oh, no sorry ebooks are rising, e readers are dying. E readers, yeah, but yeah. but for me personally, the the glare like just the way the screen is i it just it, yeah and if i'm reading a book it just that's a personal thing and whatever if you don't like it, you don't like it that's whatever but if you want i'm just saying i will totally do that <laughs> yeah 
Like I have it on my phone, I have it on yes. my tablet, and I think I can read it on my computer as well. So it's like yeah, you could do it anywhere. Right? Yeah, I have Kindle app on my phone, iPad, and I have the Kobo app on my phone and iPad as well. So okay, I do. But uh, yeah, no, it's great, and it is it, like you just said though. Like it's great to just. You know, you, one day you're on your phone, you're like, oh, I'm going to read my book. And the next day you have your tablet, you're like, I'm going to read my book. And you can just, wherever you are, and it recognizes the pages that you're at. This is an advertisement for e-readers everywhere. E-readers. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, but now, yeah, I'm getting, I'm actually, now I'm starting to slowly, because of what you're saying, I'm slowly looking forward to reading Light of the Jedi. Because you've been, you haven't really been harsh on your Star Wars reading. You've been selective and you haven't really recommended any. Yeah, no, this is this is really good. Like the characters and there's like a gaggle of characters. That's like thirteen characters. Damn. I don't know if you knew what gaggle I wish was. Gaggle was just the name of a character. <laughs> this is Jedi Master Gaggle. gaggle. <laughs> I have thirteen uh, personalities. <laughs> but Charles I mean Charles Soul just he's a really good writer. So it's it's not a it's not overly surprising yes. that it's a good book. Um but he introduces all these characters. And the cool thing, too, is because we know there's, like, concept art for, like, all these characters, I'm like, sometimes, I'll, I mean, uh, Avar Chris, who's the blonde woman mm -hmm. on the cover, who, like, that's the thing. We I keep thinking of her as the main character, and she you follow her a lot, but she's not. It's, like, it's an ensemble cast, really. So it's, like, it's really balancing all these really cool characters and i i haven't watched andrew's thing because i don't want it to like yes yeah, so I, I haven't either <laughs> <laughs> i made sure that it worked and yeah. that was it because like you though i think if i do decide to read it i don't want to so i asked his opinion of, of it and that was it but like it's it's really interesting because there's one problem then another well like there's one problem throughout but it's like First, they have to like save this planet, and then they have to solve the problem that's causing that was going to cause problems on that planet. And like, that's really cool how they're managing it. And then, like, you introduce this villain, like the Nile, not the Nihil, which you, if you see the concept art, they're yeah. all there, just and different races of, of beings, and they wear metal helmets, and you can't see their face. They're really good. Like, I didn't read a ton of the Star Wars comics when Black Horse still had it. Uh, I know of the Yusan Vong, but I know almost nothing about the Yusan Vong. But they feel similar to this. And the cool part is, they, to what I know so far, because that's the beauty of it, like, it's still, there's still stuff that hasn't been fully answered. And you're just like, how are they doing this? Um, they don't seem to have any Jedi powers, right? And it's just, it's also, on top of that, like, this Jedi is recognizable, but different. It's really cool. So it's like, I can't suggest it enough. And I'm not, I'm not doing it because I want, saying this because I want more Star Wars content. It would be a fantastic movie, if not cartoon show. Like, I think cartoon show makes the most sense because they already have the concept art. Um, just make those characters. like. So, yeah. I have one question. So, I obviously, like I said, I haven't read it. Um, but I've read a lot of... 
and I don't read articles on it. Like I said, I read the headline of this and I read the headline of that or yeah, some yeah, of, yeah. things like that. I don't want to know too much. But people are saying, oh, and I love how it connects to this, connects to that. Do you ever feel like when these novels try to retcon or connect to, to books or to books, to movies, to the Star Wars that we know and love, that it's, 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 not no pun intended, but it's forceful and it's kind of useless in a lot of ways because do you think that that what is being presented in this book will latch on? Because you're saying that there's a lot of new Jedi stuff and I read like, oh, the Jedi perceive it. Do you think that that will latch on and will become a thing that we know about Jedi? Or is it almost like, eh, it's fun in the book and then it'll be forgotten by everybody else See, that's the thing. It's it's hard to say because it's sort of like, yeah, this could just be like, you know, when you used to read like Marvel, what if it's like, oh, what if like mm-hmm. uh, the Punisher had killed Spider-Man on the first appearance or like or what if read uh, well, the Fantastic Four hadn't been doused by cosmic rays or something like that. It feels like that. Like it also feels like this is yeah yeah this works this could be what the jedi were like 200 years ago um they even the galaxy feels a little different but again the same you know so it's like the republic works a lot smoother so i'm i'm interested like my assumption is like the emergence is like a reference they use in this book it's the emergence and that's sort of a touchstone in this book. So I'm curious if that is the whole plan of Project Luminous. Is this one event that's going to change the galaxy is what sends the Jedi into where they are in Phantom Menace and the Republic. So I'm very curious about that. Uh, uh, but but going back to what you were saying, uh, you know what? Like these books could exist and have no effect on it, but like. I've said it before, the fact that they went out of their way to call this whole author collection, writer collective Project Luminous, because, like, they mentioned the light a lot. (laughs) Um, I think they have something here that could become something. I don't know. That's the problem, right? Like, this, these books, this book, and there's the other book that came out, and then there's two more books coming out next month. And the comics. And the comic and the comics are out. I think I yeah. saw them. You can buy them digitally. Uh, yeah. If there's success, then perhaps this could have an effect. Or they just like like oh well, we tried. Whatever, move on. I mean, I mean, I think they're putting a lot, especially with the acolyte having a connection to this. Like, yeah, that's the. I think the the acolyte will mm-hmm. undoubtedly be the yeah. biggest thing of the High Republic. And I mean that with no disrespect to the authors involved or the comics. It's just something visual. Like, people don't read anymore, I think, is the problem, right? Like they, Yeah. And I, I, so I've read conflicting reports. So some people are saying that the, the High Republic has been a failure. But also, two of the books have hit, like, the number one or top ten on the New York Times bestseller list. But but again, I I also think that the thing is people don't read like they used to. The books just don't sell like they used to. And, yeah. and the eyes and 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 what I see a lot of on the social media, which is really tiring. Social media is tiring. But what I've seen is is just a lot of people are like, I got the audio book, and so people are listening to the audio book, which is uh, yeah, oh, great. Awesome. Yeah. Um. 
but uh, so I, I think the accolade is going to be the biggest thing. And I think the things that you're bringing up in this, if those transfer to that show, that, I feel like that's when they will latch on because I don't know if you like it. If you tell me like, oh, right, the Jedi can read each other's minds and and whatever, I'll be like, oh, that's cool. But if you told your parents that, they'd be like, what? Yeah. I don't care. Like, like it's that never happened. So like, and that's that's how I'm feeling about it. And that's the one thing that always when before you know the Disney acquisition and before. And during the George Lucas time was when, you know, the expanded universe stuff is I never got totally into a lot of it because I was like, eh, it's fun. Mm-hmm. They're fun stories, but they're stories basically for me. You know, like, like I'm not going to go around talking about this like it's gospel because, you know, there's three movies or there's four movies or five or six, depending on the time period. So I I, I do hope, based on what you guys are saying, that it is a great book that the accolade will use the information that we're learning from there and making that it's kind of like rogue one kyber crystals now people know that kyber crystals are in a lightsaber before that the fans did but no one else did like it was never a thing right so that's that's what i'm that's what i'm getting at is i hope that there's uh, that if it is uh as good as you guys are saying it is which i'm not going to disagree with you that they take this and then future not the mandalorian because that's whatever but like future future shows and series and maybe movies take from that and they use what we learn in these and you make it a f- you make it mainstream official i guess is what the the phrasing should be yeah it's just you know i guess it affecting like obviously the acolyte will interact with these book series in some way yeah um but like future movies that like in the like that post last jedi or sorry uh post rise of skywalker there might be references to them but it's almost kind of unnecessary because yeah. like like unless that unless uh, I, I don't want to slam books but it's just it's true it's like it doesn't seem to really count in the cinematic universe till there's a successful of that like it's something you could throw in but like do we need that i don't know like you could i don't know i i feel like anything past uh rise of skywalker you kind of have to like if you're gonna have a new group of jedi like at that point it's like they're so removed from the Jedi we see in the the sequels, let alone the High Republic, like it's just like you know what would be necessary, right? Sorry, go ahead. So no, do you know what would be cool? You saying all that is is and it got me thinking is I the pro I think there will be an episode ten at some point because I think money talks and and that's gonna talk. But what would be kind of cool is if you you give it some time. And we've had the originals, the prequels, the sequels, the High Republics, the Mandalorians, we've all these little things, of, you know, the the Patty Jenkins, the Taika Waititi, the Kevin, whatever the hell all that's going to be. We have all this now. And the dust starts to settle. And we say, you know, it would be fun. Well, not we, but they say, you know, it would be fun if, if we kind of we go back to the episodic stuff. And we we do a new story and we tie in Ray or the sky. We tie whatever we tie them in somehow. 
but we take it we take it to what the high republic was and we get this new era of jedi like ray has those yeah. the books right so maybe ray now can take it back to that and you take the information you have from there mixed with what we've learned in the films and all that and then you grow from that and i think what one of the things i think disney did with when they bought lucasfilm is they were like we're gonna make these movies and they threw the movies at us but now they are taking the time and it's clear that now they're taking the time with all of it um because obviously it was clear with the sequel trilogy that there was no overworking plan whatever <sighs> whatever but like but now yeah. like the, the mandalorian clearly has a plan and they clearly have a plan to tie in ahsoka i mean dave filoni's probably been thinking about this ahsoka thing for like a decade right at least <laughs> so like the ahsoka thing's happening and then you know Favreau's like, oh, we're gonna do this, and we'll do that. Like he's he's there, and then you have like their movies, which are gonna be fine and cute. But now you have this High Republic, which they definitely put a lot of thought and time into, and then they delayed it. And who knows what they did when they delayed it? They might have. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just I feel like in that regard, for me, give me that episode ten that now connects all of the dots, and and maybe when you do an episode ten when it's episodic, you don't have to worry about the name Skywalker. You connect it to Skywalker somehow because Skywalker exists and is a big part of everything. And for all we know, Skywalker plays into the high Republic at some part, like the name Skywalker or the, or the, or the prophecy, right? We don't know. It might, it might not. I, I, I have no idea how I feel one way or another on that. Yeah, yeah. But you have it all, and now I've—it's almost like a clean slate. Give us the these three movies that you're promising us, and if they're great, you run with those. But now you can also give us this episode ten, I think, based on the information that we got. But that's me. Yeah, no, it's it's. I was as I was thinking as we were talking, it's like, yeah, how do we work the uh, the prophecy of the chosen one in? Because it's like, you know, it. At some point, Qui-Gon Jinn learns about it mm-hmm. and focuses a lot of his studies on it. Now and, it's like 150 years later, right? So, And Claudia Gray wrote um, Master and Apprentice, oh, uh, and she's Master writing Apprentice. and she's writing the book. Her book comes out in what, March, I think? I think she's February. Okay. She's one of the next ones. Okay, so, she, but, um, you know, there's an author who's definitely aware of all of that. Yeah, yeah. It's... <laughs> It's uh, it's just cool. Like it's, it's, it's very, very cool. Like I'm very curious what the comics would be like because it's, because there's concept art. I can be like, oh, what does this person look like, and look it up. Like with books in the past, we didn't really have. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had existing characters, but like, you didn't really know what they looked like outside of if they were on the cover, right? Um especially before the internet was a thing, right? Like this is a new thing for, I I would argue this is the new expanded universe. Yes. Star Wars has been doing books, but like this is the real first step into like, okay, the movies are over. What happens next, right? Even though it's like beforehand. (laughs) Yeah, because I was thinking my favorite novel of the, the, the Disney era has been Lords of the Sith, which connects to nothing. It's like Vader and Palpatine. And then, like, I look, I love the Claudia Grace. Like, Lost Stars is another one. And it connects to... It happens while other things are happening. And Bloodline was great. But when you're reading Bloodline, you're like, oh, well, what's going to happen? How is this going to connect to The Last Jedi? You know, there's a whole thing going on. It's like... I'm, I just... 
I was so tired of that towards the end of it. I'm like, I don't know. Does it have to? Like, the aftermath is like, aftermath's going to connect. No, it doesn't. And did that ruin aftermath for me when I read it? Was the anticipation that it was supposed to connect to, like these dots together and then it never really did? But then maybe when I watched The Rise of Skywalker, it did. I don't know. So there's that. I love The High Republic as its own thing and they're all working. Yeah. They're. I'm curious now because Andrew's obviously read it. You haven't read the, the Justine Ireland one. Claudia Graves is coming on these comics. I'm wondering... I'm curious how they work together if they even really do, or if it's like Charles Saul wrote this, Claudia Gray wrote that, and they're using the same characters and they weave in and out a little bit, but they're not dependent on each other. They're individual. I'm hoping, I'm kind of hoping that they are individual novels of one another where you don't need one to get to the other because it's not episode four, five, six. It's High Republic, Letter of the Jedi. It's High Republic, I don't know what the other ones are called, but it's all these different titles. And, and yeah. No, well, they're definitely going to have characters. Uh, yeah. Like, that, yes. Because, because there's like Jedi master screer scree or whatever. He's Trandoshan. He's missing an arm. He's in the book, but very like very yeah. small part of it. And I know he's like one of the main characters in the comic. So it's like, that's beautiful. Yeah, that <laughs> so, that's great. Like but yeah. it's not. But I'm. What I'm saying is, it's not dependent. Like if I, if I, if I decide to read yeah. the comic, and Charles Soule did release, I believe a uh, a listing of the order to read them all in. If you had a chance, right. there, yeah, yeah. but but I still am wondering if that's necessary. Like it might, but I'm just I don't know. Like if. I hope they're not handcuffed. I hope all these authors aren't in any way handcuffed when they're telling their story. You hear me? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> My internet's finally working. Come on. Uh, no, I think it's my <laughs> starting to go. Um, when you mentioned Lords of the Sith, I'm like, I've been reading this book for a week now, and I haven't even remotely thought about the Sith, and they are technically present. You know, like... Uh, we could, but they were hidden. They were while you're fiction, right? They were yeah, hidden exactly. for for a thousand years or two. So yeah, yeah, like perhaps. Pal- I- <laughs> perhaps, perhaps Palpatine isn't alive. Uh, Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just keep talking. And just I, I'm hearing distortion on my end. Uh, Palpatine's probably not alive yet. No, Darth Plagueis is. So yes. it's like. I would say you don't have to put them in there, but like it'd be cool if at some point, like that's the beauty of this, this story. They have their villain and they don't need anything else. That's, and and that's like, great. Yeah. But you know what though, to that point though, that's when they bring Palpatine back in the sequels, mm-hmm. it's because they didn't have a villain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And, and that, you know, that is what it is. But, but the, the acolyte, I, who knows, who knows what the show is, but still, yeah. But wouldn't it be kind of cool if that show was about cre- creating the prophecy to f with the Jedi, to screw with the Jedi? They're like, we're going to manipulate midichlorians, and we will create. Because um, I guess Palpatine didn't create Anakin anymore in canon. Um, I don't know if that was everything, but it's a cool. It was a cool theory. Whoever thought thought of that. Anyway, you're you're selling me on the High Republic uh, more than 
yeah. than most people have. Um, especially Fantasia, because I don't trust anything he says, because <laughs> he likes he likes Avatar. Um, he, likes Avatar. <laughs> he likes Avatar. No, you're definitely selling me on it. I, I, I am reading a book right now. I am cheap. When it goes on sale, I'll pick it up. An ebook. Because that's how I roll. For sure. That's how I roll. I got I got uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan, for free on my my Kobo account because I'm a VIP member. Ooh, la, la, yeah, so and if you spend like a thousand dollars, they give you a free, um, <laughs> not like a new book, like a book that's been around for like a year or two. They give you a free one and a YA novel. Yeah, they give you a nice what? No, I have the choice between that. There's a lot of books and it's based on yeah. points, but I don't. It was Bloodline and and a Han so one of the Han Solo books before Solo came out. One of those books that were released, and you suggested uh, Leia, Prince of, of Alderaan, over. I think it was you. No, I didn't read it, so I couldn't really make that. I mean, and it wasn't you. It was somebody else recommended uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan, over the Han Solo one, so I picked it up. It was pretty good. Nice. Yeah, I, it's. But it's it's like it's it's like a it's like a fluff like a Claudia is a great writer and everything, but it's like a fluff book. You read it, you're like, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Move on, like so. you know, um, which is what I was worried these High Republic things would be, and they, I mean, they ultimately maybe they are, but I, but also at the same time, that's kind of the point. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. as long as you enjoy it, does it really matter? Like, does anything else matter? You know. You know, no. No, ex- ex- make it good. Make it good. Oh, I'm not plugged. In. My computer's not plugged in. Um, so are you gonna? Do you think you'll pick up the YA novel? Uh yeah, I think so. Uh, just because it, it'd be cool to just sort of track this whole thing. Um, yeah, I'm. I feel like I'm all in. Like, I think I'll read the Claudia Gray one for sure, and. If that one blows my mind like this one does, like I'll be like, yeah, I'm in. Buy all the content. All right. All right. I will check out. Sorry, my computer wasn't plugged in, so I scooted it. No, but people listening are like, I don't care. Um, mm-hmm. Is Darth Maul the main character in any of this? <laughs> no. Now, what's people- the point? Yeah, like, I don't know, like, it's like, I feel like the Acolyte taking place 50 years before Phantom Menace isn't far enough away from it, you know what I mean? But I could be wrong, I don't know how they're going to work, I'm curious about how this all going to work. Oh, is it 50 years before Phantom Menace? I thought so, wasn't it? I, think it's I don't like... know, I remember it said the end of the High Republic, towards the end of the High right, Republic, right, so right. I don't know, I... I... I have all the faith in the world of everything that they're doing right yeah. now. Um, so. I, I honestly think whatever anyone thinks, if you think it's the greatest, or you think it's the worst, whatever happened with the sequel trilogy in your opinion, doesn't matter uh, because yeah. they, they definitely were, they got rid of, they got rid of George Lucas, the, but they kind of, <laughs> look, look, they bought star Wars disney they bought lucasfilm they bought star wars they wanted to make some some stuff they wanted to make it their own and i think those first five movies that we got were there were were them getting their feet wet they learned what worked they learned what didn't work um i mean and there's more stuff that's going to work and there's more stuff that's not going to work coming up like 
get ready because you're going to hate something Star Wars coming and you're going to love something Star Wars coming. It's going to work both ways. And, you know, we did our rankings list, Brock, um, on January 1st. Nobody argued with them, like I said. It's like everyone's like, this is the most perfect list of all time. <laughs> and uh, But one of the comments that kept coming up was you've got to do a a show ranking now, like a TV show ranking of Star Wars. Hmm. And, 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 and I think we should. I think we have to figure out how because there's 4 billion episodes of Clone Wars and there's two 16 episodes of Mandalorian. Like, it's a lot of content now. Rebels, of course, and Resistance. So there's a lot there that we should figure out. But, but, yeah. But Star Wars, but it's shifting though. It's like the films will be the films. We're going to get at least three more. Yeah. But TV is where it's going to, to, to live on with with uh rangers of the new republic ahsoka amando season three book of boba fett um well, that, like, uh, vision visions <laughs> yeah visions droid story lando lando um and, and you know the one that i'm super excited about is the acolyte only because i love villains and i'm hoping that it is a i kind of hope that it is a sith villain in Acolyte and so I mean but just it's supposed to be a female led show which yeah. tells me it's not about Palpatine right so is Plague like could Plagueis be a woman yeah it could be like they never really right? say it in the do they say it in film. Sith I don't I don't know I don't remember. They ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis? I, I don't think he gives a gender, right? So. Yeah, do I? So it could be cool, or maybe the acolyte is Plagueis's first pupil, or someone who's going toe to toe with. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I mean, this is all. Maybe, maybe it's a complete misdirect, and the acolyte is just some like ship. <laughs> oh my god! I believe it's an old wooden ship. <laughs> Diversity. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm super super excited for for what's to come and yeah we'll see we'll see and the thing that I said I said on one of our shows that has Leslie Headland said was she doesn't have a favorite Star Wars movie because it's all Star Wars and I think that's yeah. something that is 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 needed and I think the one thing that I think everybody is drawn to the Mandalorian about is that it feels like it is all one star Wars. Like it respects what was done before it and it respects what was done story wise, timeline wise after it, it doesn't pretend that something didn't happen. It recognizes it and it, 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 it builds upon that. And that, and I think that that's, I think that's crucial for a high Republic now being a part of this that even a show like Mandalorian will, in some cases, have to acknowledge even the slightest little bit. I mean, it's so far, it's four or five hundred years after, so whatever. But because yeah. it's happened, like we still have to acknowledge the Roman Empire. I mean, we still go look at the Colosseum. <laughs> like, but, but history is history, no matter what. And I think that's the, that's what's crucial about it is is once you do it, you're like, this is what's happened. Okay. And now everything that happens afterwards has to fit into what is taking place, and I'm really excited for uh, for it. Have you watched uh, 
Queen's Gambit yet? Brock, I just watched The Witcher. Uh, no. no, yeah. I've just, so many people I know have watched that, but like, I think you know enough about it to know it's like I don't Gambit. I don't know anything about it. Is technically about chess, but it's not about chess, right? I don't know. <laughs> the High Republic is about hyperspace lanes, but it's not about hyperspace lanes. So that's a, that's something that just sort of popped into my head, where it's like they're making talking about hyperspace lanes in this book exciting. <laughs> like nobody cares about chess, but when Anya Taylor Jones, whatever her name is. When she plays chess, all of a sudden we're all interested in it. So that's like the vibe of this. And like, I think we live in a world of WandaVision now where like Disney's like, go ahead, make something cool, something surprising. Go and let's let's try something new. And I mean, I think WandaVision's doing pretty well so far. So yeah, why can't we do something totally left field in Star Wars? There's no reason not to. True. Why not? Well, I guess this week's topic will switch to next week because this week uh, <laughs> it went off the rails. But it was a good conversation because that's what we do here. I, I haven't seen WandaVision. I haven't seen Queen's Gamble. I actually didn't know Queen's Gamble was about chess. <laughs> I don't know anything. Uh, I live under a rock. I've been pretty uh, – I'm turning into like a, an old man who just doesn't care and I'm set in my ways. I watched the uh, yeah. Al Capone movie by Josh Trank. Oh yeah, did you like it or no? It was okay. I was I here's my thing. I was like I was man, I was okay. I don't know what else This is say. the one with the one where he's old, right? Yeah, and it's uh Tom Hardy and everyone's like Tom yeah, Hardy is so great in it and I'm like I don't for the first like half of the movie I was like I don't know what he just said. Like he's just like he's like what are we going here? That's so bad. I was like I don't know what. And then Kyle McLaughlin shows up, and I'm like, thank goodness someone I understand is on the screen. It's like Kyle McLaughlin's talking. I'm like I know what he's saying. And Linda Cardellini's like, I'm like I know what they're saying. And then Tom Hardy's like, I was like I guess that's part of what. I mean that's kind of part of his character, I guess, because he's you know. But anyway, right. it was, uh, it's, it's, um, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. It, I kind of thought it would be, well, I didn't, I mean, I saw like ratings and stuff. So I saw that it was lowly rated on everything, but I was kind of expecting a little bit more from it, especially cause it's Josh Trank whose career kind of <laughs> nosedived into nothing and then it was like his this small little project that he got to, that somebody was like we'll give you some money kid make a movie and i was just like i was just like expecting a little bit more i don't know what the word is but but it just didn't feel as clean as i i don't know why i'm talking about this on a star wars podcast but yeah anyway i just i just watched that <laughs> <laughs> but Kyle McLaughlin's yeah, great. By the way, uh, we subscribe to Psalm TV, which is a wine streaming service. Don't judge me. Oh. Uh, Aaron's big on that. But they, but so Aaron watches like every week. They're like, we have this, and we have that, and they have like these tastings or whatever, whatever. 
And then two weeks ago, we put it on and she's like, what's this? I'm like, uh, I don't know. She puts it on. And it was Joel McHale and Kyle McLaughlin <laughs> just drinking bottles of wine together. Because to, Kyle okay. McLaughlin is a vintner. So he's like, he owns a winery. He knows all about wine and everything. And Joel McHale's like, I just like it. And he's like pouring it. And it's like 45 minutes of them drinking wine. And you can watch, I think, a five-minute clip on YouTube. I highly recommend that for people who uh, like watching celebrities drink wine and talk about wine and they both seem like just like decent people too that's the weird thing is they're just like yeah we're good guys we have families and we're drinking wine yeah <laughs> yeah what do you want to talk about now never tell me the odds oh day. hold on i have to get the graphic ready you throw me for a Dude. loop here we didn't even get to it next week we're going to do it next week we will have a clickbait topic how about that like clickbait Dude. never tell me the odds uh, what are the odds? Where's the email? There it is. Click on it. Oh, boom, boom, boom. James Rosile. He sent you an email. It came. And it tells you that you can sponsor us if you go to <laughs> patreon.com slash rebel scum podcast. You know, we try our best. We try to make it work. But we always like support from people that like what we are doing. If you don't, that's cool. If you do, we love you. And if you do, we say your name on every episode. Wow. That's unbelievable. We don't, don't cheap out and just put it on a graphic at the end of the show. By the way, James, we should just put their names on the graphic at the end of the show. Uh, we say your name in exaltation because you're wonderful. And those people are... Heidi Fetter, executive producer, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Staniforth, Sooner Thrawn, Scott D, Josh Price, Matt W. Rez! Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, D. Raven, Spencer, Cosmic Girl, Zero Two, Gleek Play One, Automated Joy, Disney, Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Aaron Quinton, Jericho Kane, Girls with Sabres, and the Den Nerds. The Den Nerds. Thank you to all of them. You know what? I think I'm doing uh, Heidi a disservice because I've always said executive producer after her name. And like the way my cadence, the cadence of my voice goes sometimes, it sounds like I'm saying that Barry Brophy is an executive producer. Barry But that's Brophy. only for Heidi. Barry Brophy. Or is, I mean, I don't think you can, I don't, I don't know. Executive producer, we just give in to Heidi because she's the best. Heidi is the best. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so like Barry Brophy Barry, is in. Like, haha, everyone thinks I'm executive producer. He he actually changed his name legally to executive producer. <laughs> legally, he went down to the courthouses in the middle of a pandemic and said, "I need to change my name to executive producer Barry Brophy." Um. Anyway, look, look. One thing we didn't talk about because. We rambled and whatever. Screw everybody. Uh, is uh, Thrawn? There is a rumor of a. Have you, I don't know if this is in the news or not, but there's a rumor of a Thrawn casting, and that it will be Lars Mikkelsen playing him in live action. That apparently is who Filoni and Favreau want desperately to play him, and apparently he has signed on. And this is a. I don't think it's official. I think it's a rumor, and I don't care. Um, I don't even like. Uh, 
we know that they're searching for him, whether or not he's going to be in it. Who knows? Uh, I don't want to be ruined by it. Last I heard was Favreau did the interview on Good Morning America, and he said that Filoni was just still just writing the Ahsoka show. So, you know, maybe they jumped the gun and they cast him, or maybe this is just people jump jumping the gun themselves online because they need those clicks, click, 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 click. But uh, anyway, whatever. He might be there. But anyway, so that the reason why I'm verbally vomiting over everybody is because the very first thought is that Thrawn will hire Boba Threat. Boba Threat. Boba Threat. Boba Threat. <laughs> Boba Threat. Thrawn will, at some point in these live action shows, hire Boba Fett to do I don't know what and I don't care what. Yeah. Because it's cool. I like the idea because that's just an easy way to pull in a character from another show into that show. So I'm going to go 80%. I don't know how. <laughs> They're like, this is the thing. Like, we're getting so it ranges the New Republic, Ahsoka, and Mandalorian can all easily connect to Thrawn. Yeah. But the Boba Fett show is just so. <laughs> It's so awesome. The it's, Mando, it's the Mandoverse, dude. <laughs> it is, but I mean, They'll like, find a way. no, a no, crossover no, show. no, I'm not saying it's not impossible. Or, it's just like all of those feel like so connected. And then Boba Fett's just like, I'm going to yeah, Tatooine. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just like, what? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So uh, like, I don't know. Like, with Ahsoka coming out, is like, I don't know if I want Thrawn right away. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, I'm yawning. My feeling is. <laughs> It's been a long day. My like, I feel like her show is about finding Thrawn, and maybe it ends with her finding Thrawn. But then you have Mando season three. I don't know what that's about or how that connects to Thrawn because I feel like that's dark saber related solely. And then you have the Rangers of the New Republic, which could easily tie into Thrawn somehow because they're like a new threat has been found by Ahsoka. We must go get like there's some kind of connective tissue there. Sure. Um. I, I but but the thing is I believe they said these these shows these series not Boba Fett but these other three are going to connect in a way and then do like right. like Netflix did the, what was it called the non Avengers what was the show that they did where they defenders oh, the defenders, defenders. Yeah, 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 yeah and it sounds like they're going to do something like that where there's going to be like a big event it's going to lead to a big event and Thrawn could be that big event I'm going to go forty seven percent on him hiring Boba Fett yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. I don't know. Whatever, it could happen. Whatever. Next odd, the Acolyte will not be the only Disney Plus series to connect with the High Republic in the next five years. So in the next five years, we're going to get more Disney Plus shows that will connect directly to the High Republic. And I don't just mean like in Mandalorian season three, but like remember when Avon Chris came down? <laughs> I don't mean like that. I mean like literally directly related to it sometime in like a hundred years span of that show yeah 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 um i'm gonna go full brock on this because it's just like i think it just depends on how successful these books in the next six months do right so or and you know books and comics so like i'm gonna go full brock because it's like it's not an it's not it's not like it's not possible but See, my feeling is if these books bomb hard, you you go all in on TV on it, because the people watching the TV are not going to care that these books bomb. They're going to be like, "Oh, a new Star Wars show! I want this High Republic thing!" And then you yeah. can just be like, "Dude, good point." Anyway, I, look, I guess if the acolyte is really, if it does, acolyte does really, really well, then yeah, you have a point. Like they could still make it somehow. And the thing with these books is they're coming out regardless. 
Like these things are happening. Yeah, so exactly. if they bomb, they bomb, and if they don't, they don't. But you have the acolyte, and uh, I don't think that's going anywhere. I think that is, however far into development that is, they decided to announce that at the the shareholder meeting, and they did not announce the Kevin Feige Star Wars movie. Which, by the way, I, I got to ask right, you this: yeah, exactly. there was like all this talk where people were like Kevin Feige had to come out and say he's only doing the Star Wars movie; he has no other role with Star Wars. Is that is this like a thing going on where people are like Kevin Feige is gonna take over Star Wars? Like he's making a movie. What? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just read all these things where they're like he had to like come out and say he's not taking over Star Wars. He's just doing this, and I was just reading it like, what, what? He's doing a movie and he hired a writer to make him like he's. Uh... <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, did you hear about that? No. You're, you're lucky. I was just like, cool, (laughs) whatever. When you have a trailer for me, uh, I'll get more excited. (laughs) Oh, I'm with you on that. But anyway, he's not doing, he's not taking over Star Wars, which I don't know why he would, but. There's so Uh, many other people that are more equipped to do that. (laughs) Did you give a percentage on the Acolyte, uh, a new show? Yeah, 50-50. Yeah, I'm going to go 51. I'm going to price as right you. <laughs> uh, yeah, plus one. yeah, like who knows? Who knows? I mean, there's so much Star Wars coming out that I'm um, I'm at the point where we just, I don't know if we, I think we talked about this before where I'm just like, I haven't seen WandaVision yet because I just finished another show and I, I'm, I'm I just, I, 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 selfishly, I can only watch so much at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll watch WandaVision. I just need my time. I need you to take a step back. Let me watch my Capone movie. <laughs> I told you, man, just wait for it to finish in six weeks and like I'm down watch with, it all in one go. I'm totally down with a 22-minute episode. I am like, I will watch the poop out of that. Because uh, even if they're like 30 minutes, which they're not, there's eight episodes. There, like I just heard, a two and a half hours. So I believe IGN said... Every single Marvel show that's been announced so far, mm. in the end, they will all be the same length of time. So Falcon and Winter Soldier is six episodes, but they're fifty to forty to fifty minutes, and Loki. I think it's, oh, so they're yeah. So apparently they're all six hours. I believe they said in IGN. I gotta get a IGN. I just saw that randomly, and I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of neat. Um, and our final ad today, the most depressing ad of all time, Grogu will not appear in season three of The Mandalorian. Zero percent, James. Don't be <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> It'd be a cool flex, but like, come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but you use him too much. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You use him. Well. Kinda, he didn't do a lot in season two. He's just there. Exactly, and then they—I honestly really believe he's not in that second last episode, so they can be like, "Can we do the show without Baby Yoda?" The only—the yeah. only argument against that is he is—he's present in that episode without being present. Like his presence is yeah. felt the entire time because it's all about getting him back. But it's also like, will people stick with these characters if the baby's not even in it? And if you think back to season one, that episode with Bill Burr in season one, he's put in a closet for the entire episode. Yeah, that's true. So, I don't know. I'm really... I, I, it, I, like, 
I understand the want to go to them. And once you put them on the screen, everyone's going to love them and your ratings are going to go ballistic. How? But it's also like, if you don't need them, don't use them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the show's called The Mandalorian. It's not called The Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. It's called The Mandalorian. So I'm going to go 32% because I'm also, (laughs) I feel like they're going to do it anyway. But I'm kind of like, be ballsy, man. Just like, take me on a new direction. That arc is done. Let's go on to a new arc. I'm okay. I'm, I, I have come to terms with that. That's like a really good point. Like, it's like, because did Rich. Fumikawa do the egg episode as, yeah. as well? Yeah. I was going to say, it's like, does he not like working with Baby Yoda slash Grogu? Because, but he's, he's done three episodes then, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, doing, doing, yeah, yeah okay. but the, the egg episode is the first one where That's they bought. Yeah, yeah, it's huge Baby Yoda, but. Yeah. If he hadn't made that, I'd be like, oh, I don't think that dude wants to work yeah. with Grogu. <laughs> but it's just, it's, I know it's a, it's i think it depends on how they're going and if they don't need baby yoda i I do kind of think you will see him only because the grogu has become such a huge part of the show um but i also think that they're like you can't milk you can't go to the well too often and i think they understood that and that's why they got rid of him this season they they're like you found your home yeah Um, now the first episode might be like, God, didn't work out with me and Luke. I'm back. <laughs> we don't we don't know, but I'm gonna go thirty seven percent because uh who knows. All right, you ready for your news? You know it. Hollow news. I need you to go long on the news, Brock, because I don't have a top five. Okay, bye. Bye bye. Hollow news. The news you need to know right now. Obi Wan has started setting up in a little town called Little Morrow, Buckhamshire, and the villagers are furious because they built it in an abandoned quarry and apparently, now this is interesting to me, could stay there for three years. And if you don't know, Little Marlow is like a farming town. It's a very small village. So the idea of all these people coming in to build this Star Wars set in a quarry and just be there for however long they're going to shoot um it's upsetting people and that you know we've heard this story before especially when like a festival comes to a small little town uh ewan mcgregor uh will be there in march to start shooting uh and a source from the town told the sun that this is a massive production and a huge hugely lucrative franchise but obviously not everyone locally is pleased to see disney moving in it might generate some jobs but this is a pretty rural area which has always been quiet and peaceful. The thought of turning into some sort of intergalactic war zone to make TV shows is horrifying. <laughs> uh, and then the other problem is like this could affect uh, uh, how people live there. So like there's a lot of concerns over how much lighting there'll be at night or noise or traffic and the impact on what on local wildlife because as I said before, it's a very rural place. But that's... Uh, it's uh i'm sure they'll figure out something because you know change is 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 confusing at times but maybe get used to it i don't know they can always be proud to be the set of some large part of the obi-wan uh series i'm finding this interesting that they're saying they might be there for three years because i believe obi-wan kenobi is supposed to come out in the next year and a half 
So we'll see. Maybe there's more to this than just a six episode miniseries. Uh, 13, 13, everybody's favorite uh, long lost project is back in the rumor mill again, uh, uh, saying that the project for Star Wars 13, 13, uh, what was a video games around the underworld of the galaxy slash Boba Fett, uh, it might be still in the works. Uh, uh, there's not much in the way of, but they might be working this into like a TV show or a movie. Again, this is rumor mill stuff, but it's back again. Everybody's favorite Star Wars uh, possibility rumor. It's back. And in sports news, <laughs> when do we talk about sports on this show? Uh, in Australia, I believe. Yeah, in Queensland, Australia, India versus Australia playing in cricket. Some of the fans, a large group of fans, came dressed up as Star Wars characters. Mostly a large group of people dressed up as stormtroopers. Uh, and if you wanted to know, it looked like mostly First Order troopers. They came and just watched the show, the watch show, watched the game. They played some Star Wars movie, and everyone had a good time. That there was people dressed up as Yoda and Darth Vader. Uh, but yeah, that happened. Really cool. Check it out on the internet. There's cool pictures of just people all in white being stormtroopers. Very, very cool. And you know what? For a long time, Pleasantville had more VR effects until Phantom Menace came along. Boom. I put the story in there. You're welcome, James. Yay! And this has been your Hollow News. Spider-Man 3 will feature Peter Pan Bakery at Christmas time. <laughs> and that's where Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is going to work. Um, I made part of that up. Top five. <laughs> top five. What's today's top five, James? Well, because we're getting Grand Admiral Thrawn, let's do top Thrawn. five Legends characters we would like to see made canon on a Disney Plus series in any capacity, whether it's just a name drop by Ahsoka Tano played by Rosario Dawson. Or anything uh, else. Uh, my number five is uh, Kyle Katarn, or whatever the hell his name is. He's appeared in a <laughs> bunch of video games, and he's a mercenary, and he's kind of cool, and uh, whatever. He's a human, so it's very just you could cast Keanu Reeves if you want, and he could be the John Wick of Star Wars. Let's do it. Or Chris Pine. You got Chris Pine, Chris Pratt, any of the Chris's. Any of the Hollywood Chris's. Any of the Hollywood Chris's. Schwarzenegger won't know which one he's talking about. <laughs> you get any of them. <laughs> you get any of them, you're good. Um, yeah. Kyle Katarn. Like, like, people love that game still. And now yes. it's back on, like, yeah. all the systems. It, so it's, it's on like, sale on the Switch right now, by the way. If you're... Yeah, I know. That's why I heard about it recently. Yeah. Um, mine's going to be straight out of... Uh, Compton. I forget which. Straight out Compton. No, straight out Kashik Lobaka, Chewbacca's nephew, who is in. I can't remember the title because there was two. There was like Jedi Academy and then like Junior Jedi Academy. They, It was based around the fact that the solo kids are all Jedi. And it was in the younger one. The, like the, the, the books were shorter. And it was Anakin Solo. And I forget what there was a, he had a female friend who was a Tuscan Raider, but she doesn't wear any of the gear. They, their training is on Yavin four in the temples. And she never wears shoes. Cause she's like, Oh, 
I never have to. I, I've never <laughs> been able to go barefoot in Tatooine because it's sand and it's hot. But anyways, Lobaka, maybe I'm confusing this. Maybe he's in the Jason <clears throat> and Jaina one. I can't remember. I read all of it. Anyways, Lobaka was his nephew, and he was a Jedi, and he had a little uh, translator droid on his belt that would say all the things he was saying. So, yeah. <laughs> more more Wookiees, please. All right, let's do it. Uh, my number three or four? Three. I'm just go. I'm just like, you know what? Let's skip four because four sucked. Uh, my number four uh, is Dash Rendar, aka the Han Solo of. I couldn't think of anybody else, so I went with Dash Rendar because everybody likes Dash Rendar except for Pablo Hidalgo, but we won't go there. That's how I'm we get. You know what? I'm gonna put Pablo Hidalgo in our tags, and we'll get a lot because because <laughs> uh, actually Pablo Hidalgo retweeted this, and he said. He said that uh, tweeting is not for Dash Rendars. <laughs> I'm going to put Dash Rendars by number four, too. I'm like, ah, he's got to be in there somewhere. You, you know, though. Like, go on. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to no, say. Shadows of the Empire. No. <laughs> Shadows Utah. of the Empire really remind me of this, like, Project Luminous thing. You know, like, a book to be so big that to cross, like, so many things. But. And Shadows of the Empire, I think, you know, it, while people like, and I believe I could be putting words in Pablo Hidalgo's mouth, but I don't think he's a crazy fan of Dash Render. And I understand, like, he's basically mm. just Han Solo and blah, blah. He's yeah. kind of a lazy character. However, shout out, you can't, and we did this podcast five, four year, five years ago almost, four years ago. You, you can't underestimate how important a character, how important Shadows of the Empire is. Like you just said, it's very reminiscent of, of High Republic and that it was yeah. a book, a comic, a soundtrack, a video game, and toys. And George Lucas... Yeah. And George Lucas gauged it and determined whether or not the Star Wars was still valuable, valuable and viable and could make the prequels. And based on Shadows of the Empire, he decided to make uh, The Phantom Menace. And because Jar Jar Binks is, is a playable character in the N64 game Shadows of the Empire, that's why he made him a character in Phantom Menace. I made that stat up. My number three is Zorba the Hutt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jabba the Hutt's father. I love Jabba the Hutt. I love that Boba Fett is now on the throne of Jabba. I'm a huge Jabba fan. I love Hutts. Just bring back all the Hutts. Just make a Hutt show. Hutts. <laughs> like, I, like, I've said this before on the podcast, though. When I went to go see Phantom Menace, I loved Jabba the Hutt, that Jabba the Hutt was in it. When I saw uh, A New Hope at the, the 20th anniversary edition, special edition, I was super excited to see Jabba the Hutt added into that. I didn't care what he looked like. I didn't care what people thought of it. I love Jabba the Hutt. Give me Zorba the Hutt, the show, his rise to power. Or not, whatever. You know what? I'm going to switch up number four. And I'll take out Dash Rendar. But how about this? The Outrider, his ship is somehow brought yes. back. It's not his yeah. ship. But it's like, it's just like. It's in Revenge of the Sith, I believe. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I think so. Yeah, but not really. I know what you're saying. Though. You want it to be like an actual ship that people go on. Yeah, yeah it's not like, oh, Put look at in, the little speck is yeah. the writer. <laughs> Put in High Republic and it's like, it's the precursor to the Millennium Falcon. It's like, here's a Kessel, here's a Kessel cruiser. Hey, look. I got it right here. What is it? Oh, sorry, not Kessel. Carillion and uh, made by the Carillion Engineering Corporation. So it's just like, you know, so is the. Do you know who's in need of a new ship? Din Jaren. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, it's you know, it is something you could do. Uh, my number. Th- what am I on? Four. No, wait, wait, no, I haven't done. I haven't done numbers. Oh, you're, oh, you're taking. You're getting rid of Dash Render completely. <laughs> yeah. Just like my str- number three. My number three is uh, uh, oh God, what's his name? I don't know. Sky uh, Sky Killer from Star Killer Forces Unle- Forces Unleashed. Yes. Bring him back. He's a cool character. And you get Sam you Whitworth. You know Sam Whitworth. Yeah. <laughs> you know just... him. You have him on speed dial. <laughs> he's, he's, he's invited to everything televised for Star Wars. He's there. Uh, my number two is Prince Shizor. Prince Shizor, Zizor, oh, yeah. Zizor. Yeah, I love him. Great character. Uh, so, I like, we did one of the first, I think the first vote of no confidence we did that wasn't part of our podcast was Andrew talking about Shizor versus Thrawn. And I think those two characters would be, uh, I think it would be intriguing to have them both on screen together and kind of be nemesis to one another in some capacity. I don't think that'll happen the way things are going, but, but you never know. And I, it's just, that's a character that you have who is for diehard fans established and for new fans, someone that I think, uh, would pique their interest. Uh, I'm going to go to video games for my number two. <laughs> Straight out of Knights of the Old Republic 2, Dark Nihilus. I don't think he's technically canon. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, you could actually coach any of those characters in both those games and be like, yeah. Yeah, I think Revan is now canon. Bane is definitely canon. Revan, I think they made canon in some capacity. Or some like very like minor though, yeah. like like a lame canon. Like whoa, look at this. That's a that's a black cloth that used to belong to Revan. Fine, then like then we'll go, go Bastila, like the yeah. Jedi character from the first one. Boom. <laughs> Let's go with all of them. Uh, my number one, you said it. It is Star Killer because just like you said, you've got Sam Witwer. Just. Give him a just, you know what he's, and the thing with Sam Witwer is whatever, you know, you like Maul, you like, he's a great ambassador for your brand. He, all he does is promote Star Wars. Every time he tweets something, it's about Star Wars and he knows so much. He's so knowledgeable in Star Wars and all that. Yeah. That I just think that, you know, it's, give the man his due. Um, so I'm going with uh, with you know what? Screw Star Killer. I'm just going with Sam Witwer. Make Sam Witwer yeah, Star yeah. Wars character. <laughs> they modeled Anakin's <laughs> face in Clone Wars after him yeah. for crying out loud. Just use Sam Witwer. <laughs> I know it's gonna be tricky, and I know they really can't do it. But bring the Solo Twins back in, man. <laughs> Jason and Dana. You know what? You don't. They don't even have to be the solo twins. Just call them Jason and Jaina, and they're 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 Jedi. Go the end. They, I loved those stories, and Anakin's got uh, Anakin Solo as well. Was just like, oh, I loved everything. Those characters are what brought me into the expanded universe because I was like, I didn't read other stuff. I read that first. I was young at the time, mm-hmm. so like that was how I entered. It's like, oh, the, the stories they did with those guys, and like. It wasn't just like here's a kid's book. They kept growing yeah. those characters to what they became. Like, I, I think they're tricky now, but I think they're the more time that passes, the more there are opportunities to bring not the exact same characters to life, but uh, an iteration of those characters for sure, hundred yeah. percent. And look, Marvel's and doing then, what if? Why can't Star Wars do what if? Exactly. Oh, <laughs> yes. 
I do. I will say this though. I have to say it. I do not want. I say this, but if it happens, I'll probably love it. I, I'm. 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 I'm not like, like we just mentioned Spider-Man multiverse thing. I'm cool with that, um, but I don't think, and I'm only really cool with that because Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, uh, Jamie Fox, Alfred Molina, huge fan of everything that they brought to Spider-Man, all of them. I don't really want that in Star Wars. I'm fine with one right. linear line in Star Wars. I don't need you to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like I know people will argue worlds between worlds all they want, but I don't. I, like we've we've been there, we've done that. Let's not dwell on that. Um, so yeah. I, as much as I'd like to see the solo twins at some point, I hope that they're not the solo twins, but they're the Babu twins or something. Like they're, they're <laughs> it's the same idea, but it's a, they're they're somebody else's kids. Or it's a <laughs> fun, what if fun fact. There's a Babu Frick character in High Republic. <laughs> really? Because I was like, they're like this little tiny character, or not? Like they didn't give them a name. It's just he's just there because there's an explosion and they save this character, uh, and it's not, and you never see him again. But it's just like, yeah, he looks like a little baby. And it's like, what race is this? I looked it up. I'm like, oh, it's a Babu <laughs> Frick. And I'm like, this is sick. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! So there's a there's a. <laughs> There's a Babu Frick uh, Funko Pop coming out. I gotta say something. The ba- Babu Frick, I love Babu Frick to death, but he does yeah. not translate well to Funko Pop slash action figures. Just as, does not <laughs> yeah. translate well to that stuff. In the movie, fantastic. But for some reason, I look at this Funko Pop, I'm like, yeah. no desire to own that ever. I just, it's <laughs> not like, there's no, it's kind of like Porg Funko Pop. I have the Porg Funko Pop. I'm like, this isn't, I don't know. It's like, it's a missing, it's missing yeah. what makes Porg a Porg. I don't know what it is. And the Babu Frick, I'm just like, eh, there's, there's something missing there. <laughs> hey! Like, uh, was it Entertainment Weekly that had a cover of movie characters and Babu Frick was in it? Or what was that picture you was sent it, me? Was it Empire? Were there like, it's like, or maybe Empire, yeah. yeah. Where it's all these movie, yeah, movie characters watched yeah. in a movie theater, and I thought it was the caterpillar from Labyrinth. But you're like, no, but the labyrinth, the caterpillar Labyrinth is lower down. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was. Um, there's a new Empire now, and uh, Chris Evans is seated, seated next to Daisy Ridley dressed as Ray, and he tweeted, "I'm oh, next man. to Ray." Um. Anyway. 198 of these of these bad boys. Wow. Should we name this show How Disney Ruins Star Wars? No. Stop it. <laughs> I wish I I was there and I could just spray you with a water. <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm just telling you like when you look and you're like, "Well, these are what's getting views as hatred. We got to spew hatred, Brock." Yeah, yeah, like uh, that's what the world needs right now. More we people all... being mad and yelling and screaming. So, in the last few weeks, there were times of, like this is how democracy that <laughs> I feel like I said that yeah, with thunderous applause. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, we stay positive. We like, like, you know, somebody said something once, and I and I said, but we. The reason why we do this is well to hang out virtually, yeah. but also we like Star Wars, and if we didn't, I I don't think I would want to talk about it. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like, back. like you know, there are there have been things on Star Wars I haven't been crazy about, and I haven't talked about it because I can't stand the Mandalorian. 
<laughs> at all. Wow. I, um, I don't. I think I've liked every episode. I think there's been a couple weak episodes of Mandalorian, but I don't dwell on those. You do, because you hate. You're very. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, I was like, Brock, you know what? I mean, look, my favorite episode of the Mandalorian is the egg episode. If it doesn't say something, then, you know, there's problems. <laughs> like, probably most people's one of their least favorite episodes. I, but, but in all fairness, though, what would you say the least is, like, your least fa- preferred episode of the Mandalorian? We'll say preferred. I guess the spider one. Yeah. The frog lady, because I was like, it was cool, yeah. But it doesn't really do anything. I got it's fine. Like, I, I I, yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you on that. I'm so happy that Payne and Reed got to come back and do that finale after that episode. It's like yeah. they were almost like we gave them the week one. <laughs> Let's just throw him a bone here, and they're like, all right. And he crushed the finale. Like that, that show has had some great directing, and uh, that was some of the best I think in the last episode. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I just it's they're all good. So it's like it's like it's just useless to be like, uh-huh. oh, which is the I guess your least favorite. I guess is the way to say it. So I said like, least preferred yeah, because I didn't want to go favorite. Yeah, like, yeah, prefer. yeah. Um, but I haven't. So in, in in full disclosure, I've watched season one entirely three or four times. I've only seen season two all the way through once. Mm, and I've only seen one episode twice and one episode I've seen one and then I walked in and Aaron was watching Luke Skywalker rip apart droids Uh, I do intend to watch it again I just haven't gotten around to it at this point but I will um, because I I genuinely enjoy everything that that show throws at me it like for me I think the first two episodes of season two are among the ones that I could probably fast forward through, but on a rewatch, I would obviously watch them again and maybe, maybe I'll see them with new context and new light because I've seen the entire story. Right. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And the it first episode is great. I'm not saying the first episode is not good. It's just, it, it, it's, it's, you know, there's, there's no Luke Skywalker. <laughs> there's no Luke Skywalker. And there's no, there's no egg. And that's for me. It's gotta be. Oh, there is kind of an egg. There's the one inside the <laughs> <laughs> the pearl. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else you want to say? No. Uh, wear your mask. Get dirty, boys and girls. Wear a mask. One hundred and ninety-eight episodes. Next week is one hundred ninety-nine. We got a cool top five coming for you next week. Um, and then two hundred episodes coming up after that. 200 episodes. My mask fell. Why? Why? All right. Why? I don't know. All right, everybody. That's Brock. I am James. I'm the one wearing a cape. And he was always scum. (laughs) Rebel scum. (laughs) Hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.